0: Hello pop lovers and welcome to another edition of the 2000s Chart Show, the show that's celebrating the music of the 2000s, one singles chart at a time. I'm Samuel Spencer and this week we're going back to the 31st of May 2003, when music sounded like this. Don't On this date 20 years ago, just to get you in the mood, there was a solar eclipse in Europe with people in Scotland seeing a type of eclipse that's known as an annulus. And if you think I'm too mature to laugh at the fact that annulus sounds like anus, then I'm sorry to disappoint you because that did make me laugh. All the maths heads out there, however, will know that, of course, an annulus is a ring. And if you thought I was too mature to laugh at the word ring after hearing the word annulus... And then I don't know what to tell you. Sorry to disappoint again. What a way to start the show talking about annuluses and assholes. And speaking of assholes, 50 Cent was number one in the US on this date 20 years ago with his song 21 Questions. The 2000s Chart Show fans out there know that the first question that we should ask is, why did you let the G-Unit push my mum? You can listen back to last week's episode for that full story. But news of my mum's pushing had clearly not reached the US audience yet. So he still was able to have a number one there but we are not obviously looking at the US charts this week but the good old UK top 40 our great British chart which sounded much less brexity in my head 21 questions this week is at number 86 so we won't be talking about that anymore talking about things we won't be talking about this is another week unfortunately in which R. Kelly is at number one in the UK with Ignition Remix and we won't be addressing the R. Kelly elephant in the room So, instead, what we're going to be doing as last week is discussing some of the big tunes that are fighting for that number two spot, some of which you just heard in the beginning. See how that worked? So, coming up, we have some massive tunes from Tattoo, Sonic, and Justin Timberlake. What a 2003 pairing that is! But first, we unfortunately have to slog through the week's most boring song. So, at 40, here is Feeder with Forget About Tomorrow. tomorrow more like forget about that song (laughs) which of course we luckily will be able to do because it is down from 32 in its third week in the charts so hopefully that's the last we have heard of one of the dullest songs of 2003 i guess i may be sorry to any feeder fans out there i'm sure they're lovely boys i'm sure welsh people have a sense of pride in feeder being so successful but they are one of my absolute least favourite bands in the entire world. And I would say that they are maybe the most uninteresting band that Wales ever produced. Although there is a song coming up later in this chart from a band that may fight them for the title of Wales's most dull band. It's fine. For the record, I love you Wales, Charlotte Church, Crazy Chick. I'm all about that. It's just Feeder. Quite a negative start to the episode. So I will give Feeder exactly one compliment. And that is the single art for Forget About Tomorrow is pretty strong. We had some terrible artwork last week from Less Than Jake and that band that had an x-ray of someone giving a blowjob. But this single art is great. So it's a cartoon of a woman who's naked apart from a windsock that's shaped like a koi carp, which she has. she's wearing as a kind of head wrap. It's a pretty strong look. I think once you've got bored of the kind of low-rise jeans whale tail two thousand style. I think some people should try the naked apart from a koi carp shaped windsock on their head, definitely. But apart from that one compliment, I really do need Feeder to go back to the world of the bad Sunday brunch compilation CD tie-ins, which is really where they belong rather than on this frankly gay show. No room for such straightness. We've had Feeder, and now let's liven things up by looking up what's at number 39 and oh great, it's two Westlife ballads. But these
1: misunite. Are the longest Midnight diamonds Stunt my heaven Southwards burning like the jewels That are
0: your place Warm winds Westlife very much the Al Pacino of this week's chart Just as I got out They put me back in.
1: Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. That
0: has actually been out of the top 40 for two whole weeks and has somehow crawled its way back into the top 40 at number 39. And this is the second part of the double A-side single, Miss Unites. It's a cover of a Cliff Richard song, which explains why it's just so raucous and edgy. Cliff Richard called it one of the nicest songs he'd ever made. I don't want to be rude to Cliff Richard, but if Cliff Richard called me nice... Frankly I would just throw myself into the ocean because your street cred could never recover, could it? So obviously tonight all Miss Unites and neither of them are songs for me. But we can't fully criticise Westlife because they were just so incredibly successful in the two thousands. By the time they released last Miss Unite, they had eleven number one singles, which is staggering. And they did have a gay member. We have to stand that at least. But none of this explains the great mystery of how they managed to get back into the top 40 after being away from it for two weeks. I'd like to say, to be very clear, that I don't know how this happened, but I do know that Westlife's manager was Louis Walsh. And a Propos of nothing. Here's a story about Louis Walsh that was in Pop Bitch last year. In Boyzone's heyday, there was a point when Ronan and Co started getting a little cocky and began talking about ditching Louis Walsh, telling him they had so many fans they didn't need his help anymore. So Louis marched the boys out to his car and popped open the boot. Inside were hundreds of copies of their latest single. There you are, boys, said Louis. Here are your fans. So I'll just leave that in your head and you can make any connections you want. And we shall move on to our first new entry of the week. At 38, here's Evan Dando with Stop My Head.
1: Step inside.
0: That's Evan Dando's only UK top 40 hit after four hits as a member of the American alt-rock band, The Lemonheads. I'm glad that he had this hit because it leads me up into another rant. So in looking up Evan Dando, did not a guy I knew that much about, obviously because I spent all my time thinking about people like David Sneddon, who is kind of the opposite of Evan Dando. So I did some research and I unearthed a interview that he did with Vox magazine in 1996 Which, honestly, I could cry at this interview. You know, we live in a world now where celebrity interviews, and I'm a celebrity interviewing is one of the things I do in my day job. They are so micromanaged by PRs who will give you like six minutes to interview someone and won't let you ask any questions that aren't specific to the project. And it means that basically celebrity interviews, therefore, are all completely terrible. So when I read what the journalist who interviewed Evan Dando in 1996 got away with, it kind of broke my heart in a way that I may never recover from professionally. So let me read a little bit. So even from the first line, I'm incredibly jealous of, of this writer. So I have every reason to believe that Evan Dando has been drinking. What a great opening line. Much better than Sidney Sweeney is not who you think she is or the sort of crap that you get in profiles today. It's not so much his appearance, grimy t-shirt, flared polyester trousers, crudely cut off too short and bare feet with smudge felt tip all over them or his general physical demeanour. He can stand up reasonably straight and rush fairly efficiently back and forth between the stereo, the toilet, and the chair in his hotel room when he's conducting our interview. No, there are classic telltale signs that would lead any doctor to a similar conclusion. A minibar so rammed with serious spirits that it's overflowed, and the top of it covered in half-consumed liquor from several continents. The fact that Evan is apparently suffering from some kind of verbal dyslexia, whereby he can't pronounce words properly, and the fact that he has just answered the phone as Michael McDonald, and then threatened to hit the hotel room service waiter with a small log if he doesn't bring us some more beer, there is, now, however, an even more serious affliction that soon becomes evident in Evan's behavior this afternoon. He is suffering from pissheadus, giggling bullshitteritus a rare disease whose symptoms are a complete inability to give an honest or serious answer to one's interviewer about anything, punctuated by outbreaks of uncontrollable, childish giggling. So then it gives an example of the kind of bullshit that he's saying. So, okay, let's start with something simple. Evan, tell us where you've been and what you've been doing over the last two years. I've been on tour with Enya, setting up all the gear. Brilliant. This is really why I do this podcast. The fact that this journalist was able to interview this guy while he was off his face just would not happen today. The modern world may be a more kind of progressive place, which is obviously brilliant, but my God, our media landscape is so much worse because of social media and whatever. So let's have a moment's silence for the death of a great time for celebrity interviewing. Good, and now let's move on to number 37, another new entry. Here's The Reckoning by Boomcat. Can't move, can't
1: breathe, it's getting dark. The beast has come to steal your heart, so you better practice your scream.
0: The Reckoning at number 37. Another group who's where this is their only UK top 40. So they may have not had great British chart success, but the lead singer of Boomcat will forever have an iconic place in Naughty's pop culture history. Boomcat are an American pop duo made up of real life siblings Kellen and Taryn Manning. Some of you out there, the name Taryn Manning will be quite familiar. And that's because she is one of the three main girls in the iconic Britney Spears movie Crossroads. So she plays Mimi, who's the one who is pregnant with her rapist baby and who miscarries after falling down the stairs. And if you've never seen Crossroads, by the way, yeah, it really is that bleak. You go in expecting fun Britney Spears film and you end up with a drama about parental neglect, rape and miscarrying. Not a not the cheery sleepover hit that many of us were hoping for in 2003, but it has cemented Taron Manning's status as a naughty's icon. And also, in many ways, as a 2010s icon, because Netflix subscribers out there may know that Taron Manning then went on to play Pensatucky in all of Orange is the New Black, which is really good. It's great to know that someone managed to have a great career post-chart, because sometimes you think about these people that only get one hit, are like number thirty-eight, and it just feels so bad for them because you're like, what did you do after that? Your all of your dreams had led to this moment, and then the British public was like, meh, so at least Taryn Manning was able to survive that. Good for her. But not of course, not everyone on the UK top forty is a failed pop star. And here's someone who's definitely been built to last. At 36, here is Avil Levine with I'm with you. I want
1: you to take me by the- Take me somewhere new I don't know who you are But I am with you I'm with you I'm looking for a place I'm searching for a face Is anybody here? I know
0: I'm with you, another song that had dropped out of the top 40 only to return this week. All I'm saying is someone needs to look in Avril Lavigne's manager's car boot, okay? For legal reasons, by the way, that's a joke. Uh, there's lots of reasons why I'm With You by Avril Lavigne could have come back into the top 40 without anyone having to buy hundreds of singles and putting them in their boot. The song was, of course, on the Bruce Almighty soundtrack, and Bruce Almighty came out this week, 20 years ago, in the US. So I imagine the song is being promoted quite a lot and that may explain why it saw a boost in sales. And don't forget there were just so many sad suburban ten-year-olds like me listening to Avril Lavigne at this time because she was about as rocky as we could handle. So maybe the people that were late to the Avril Lavigne party finally kicked in this week and realized that Avril Lavigne was the rock chick for people who couldn't really handle rock music, which is unkind I guess to Avril, but I do think this is a great song and it does deserve another week in the top 40. It's a great ballad. You can ask Rihanna about that because she thought it was good enough to sample in her song Cheers. Not one of her strongest songs but that's Rihanna sampling I'm With You this week's number 36 20 years ago and from one song that's re-entering the top 40 this week here's two songs that just refuse to leave.
1: bounce baby let's talk about this man well I'm bouncing and I'm son I gotta leave you alone cause I'm good holding down my spot and I'm good repping the girls on the block and I'm good I got this thing on lock so without me you'll be fine right all my pride is all I have pride is what you
0: had baby girl I'm what you have
1: you'll be needing me but too bad
0: You'll make decisions when you So that was Nina Parker from Neighbours, a.k.a. Delta Goodrum at 35 with Born to Try and Jennifer Lopez and LL Cool J, a.k.a. Ladies Love Cool James with All I Have at number 34. Both of those are in their 11th week in the chart, so that's nearly three months of J-Lo and Delta Goodrum. Imagine those two people in a room together. I can't. Maybe there's some fan fiction in that for anyone who has got a spare hour. At 33... Not quite, hasn't quite had the staying power yet of J-Lo and Delta, but this is a song in it's sixth week on the chart. He's still scum and he's still your son. It's Robbie Williams with Come Undone.
1: Undone. And mirrors in the street.
0: Those 11 week and 6 week chart runs, however, pale in comparison to our next song. In its 20th week in the chart, here is Snap with Rhythm is a Dancer. Rhythm,
1: rhythm, rhythm.
0: You can feel it, people feel it. Rhythm, rhythm,
1: rhythm is a dancer. Check this out.
0: it should definitely be noted that most of the weeks on the chart that Rhythm of the Dancer had are for the iconic original version and not this 2003 travesty of a remix. I'm as serious as cancer when I say that this remix of Rhythm of a Dancer sucks. The original version of Rhythm is a Dancer, however, great song, spent six weeks at number one in 1992. So that is a former number one single. And the next song in our chart is a new entry that Was number one in Denmark. Those Danes loving this new entry, outlandish, with Guantanamo. Outlandish, not doing as well in the UK as it did in Denmark, with a new entry at number 31 there. But let's talk about Outlandish. They are a Danish hip-hop group of Moroccan, Pakistani, Honduran and Cuban descent. Yeah, pretty international. What is truly Outlandish is to release a song called Guantanamo just two months after the start of the war in Iraq. Yep, that's right. Another War in Iraq reference. Exactly what you wanted from your fun naughty pop show. George, George W. Bush and Tony Blair's War Crimes may as well sponsor the show by this point. To put it into context, this song comes two months after a federal appeals court ruled that Guantanamo detainees had no legal rights in the United States. And the same month that Guantanamo prison population reached 680 detainees. All of this is very unfortunate for... The people detained in Guantanamo Bay, obviously, but also, unfortunate for Outlandish, because their song Guantanamo is not actually about Guantanamo Bay at all, but about the city in the southeast of Cuba, where one of their members has heritage. It makes sense that it's about the place in Cuba, if you read the lyrics. Here's some of them. The sun is about to set, Hawaiian shirts, Havana cigars, red sky, hot breeze, ladies like the guitars. It's definitely more of a chill vibe than Guantanamo Bay, I would think. That was outlandish with their only uk top 40 single to date again another artist with a one and done track record now <laughs> i'm looking at the notes i've prepared for the show and i've written uh speaking of war crimes here's kim marsh which s- seemed funny at two o'clock in the morning uh i was clearly in a dark mood writing that it seems less funny now so it's a good thing that i didn't say it out loud I would like to say that I never meant to make you cry, Kim Marsh, if you are listening and you were offended by that last link. I'm just trying to get into the spirit of 2003, which, as we discussed a few episodes ago, was weirdly shady to Kim Marsh. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But yeah, I'm sorry, Kim Marsh. I think about you every day, no matter what my friends might say. So that was the first (laughs) 10 tracks of the UK Top 40 singles chart from 20 years ago. So let's jump ahead a little bit and look at some of the songs coming up in the upper reaches of the chart, a.k.a. The Good Stuff. Not to be rude to The Reckoning, which I quite like, and FIDA, which exists. Let's look at my favourite of the new entries this week, which is Not Gonna Get Us by Tattoo. That's right, everyone's favourite Russian fake lesbians are back with their follow-up to what I think may be the best number one single of the 2000s. Of course their song, All The Things She Said. It's been a big year, 2003, for Tattoo. So since that song came out, became a worldwide smash. They also made headlines all over the world with their Eurovision performance, which was last week to 20 years ago, if that makes sense. don't think it does, but it was in last, we discussed it in last week's episode anyway. So they made headlines all over the world with their performance, with the producers saying that they were so worried about Tattoo that they said that if they even went in for a kiss, they would cut the feed, which I guess makes sense, because God forbid anything gay happened at Eurovision. All this controversy, however, was enough to get them to number three in the Eurovision that year, with their great song, (laughs) "Niverni Bojja. One of my personal Eurovision favourites, even though it cannot match up to that year's winner, the. Incredible, we played it last week, Every Way That I Can by SirTab. But will all of this controversy and that high Eurovision placement be enough to get them to one position up from their Eurovision placing and get to number two in the UK Top 40? But to do that, the Tattoo Girls are going to have to beat Justin Timberlake. So his first two solo singles have come out, Like I Love You and Crimea River, and both of those reached number two. So we will see if his third single, Rock Your Body, will be able to match them. Justin probably hopes so because the light bill for the music video for Rock Your Body must have cost a fortune. I realise that joke doesn't work because this isn't a visual medium but look up the video for Rock Your Body and you'll see what I mean. So Justin Timberlake and Tattoo taking each other on but no don't count out Stereophonics with Madame Helga who are also new this week and hoping to get that number two spot but I'm not going to talk about a dull band like the stereophonics any more than i have to so let's swiftly move on and play the songs that have charted this week from 29 to 23 at 29 android we do it with madonna everyone's favorite song about objectifying pop stars When Britney sings, a sound amazing. I like a belly and a bug. Yeah. At 28 in its 13th week in the no, chart, no, no. Junior Senior, with move your feet. You know I love it. No, 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 no. I've got nothing more to say, just enjoy this summer outfit. No, no, no. Twenty-seven, we have Bone Thugs and Harmony and Phil Collins with "Home." The hip-hop obsession with Phil Collins continues. Why I don't know, but two thousand three, love Philly Collins. A Euro semi-classic Plummet with Damage in its sixth week. I still can never remember whether the band is called Plummet or the band is called Damage.
1: easily
0: Can't Nobody by Kelly Rowland. An underrated song, I think, actually. I've decided after four weeks of listening to it. It's no stall, but pretty good. in its ninth week Room 5 featuring Oliver Cheetham Make Love the song of Lynx Africa and if anyone tries to make love with you while smelling of Lynx Africa you've only got Room 5 to blame 23, Ronan Keating with a long goodbye.
1: It's been a
0: bloody long goodbye waiting for this song to leave the chart, it's all I'll say. familiar friends there from the last few episodes of the 2000s chart show podcast and now let's meet a new friend at number 22 in fact let's meet two new friends again that's Ray Davina isn't it fancy another one a double a side from audio bullies here is the things one, two, three, two, three. that song was actually in an advert but for me every single mobile phone advert in 2003 sounded like that I don't know if anyone else out there knows what I mean by that it's not bad it's just incredibly 2003 I feel I'm about to be sold a Nokia 3310 just listening to that allmusic.com described the band Audio Bullies as the duo of Tom Dinsdale and Simon Franks who capitalised on the boom in rough, tough, and streetwise British house sparked by basement jacks but brought to a new level of distinction by acts like The Streets and Dizzy Rascal. So there you go. Audio Bully's masterpiece, of course, comes two years later, when they released Shot You Down, their collab with Nancy Sinatra.
1: My baby shot me. Down, down,
0: down, 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 down. Yeah, great song. And from Shot You Down, let's move one on down. The chart that is <laughs> with Lisa Mafia at twenty-one with all I over.
1: On. <laughs> <Started> with <laughs> for the in the Yo, who got the info keeping it tight?
0: All over, down from 18 in its fifth week in the chart. And Lisa Mafia is giving us a perfect opportunity to crack open another issue of Smash Hits. That's right. Thank you again to the Smash Hits Remembered blog for archiving another iconic week in music journalism. Lisa Mafia in this week's, well, this week's 20 years ago. We're just going to have to get used to saying last week and meaning in 2003, okay? Lisa Mafia faced Smash Hits' fearsome star scruples column in which she had to choose between two different options fish or chips brittany or christina things like that here's a little sample from her so confident boys or shy boys lisa mafia picks confident boys i much prefer confident boys in my experience shy boys are normally up to something they often just to pretend to be shy wise words there from lisa mafia she is all over shy boys she knows what they're up to another one she's asked sugar babes or mystique she picks mystique no controversial choice but we'll allow it she says oh no you can't ask me that they're both good friends okay i'll say mystique because they'll probably beat me up if i didn't pick them mystique are a bit older too so we've got more in common although i i think you think that Muchia won't beat you up okay lisa mafia but just think about being a fly on the wall while mystique lisa mafia and sugar babes hung out that's like avengers endgame for pop gays Really, those three need to do a tour this instant. Someone needs to make a law. That's When there's a general election, I'm going to stand on the platform of forcing Mystique, Sugar Babes and Lisa Mafia to tour. And I think that's an electable premise. But let's keep with Smash Hits for now and just briefly discuss the cover of this week's issue, So 2003. We're going to talk about it a little more when the song Fighter comes out in a few weeks. And we delve into that incredible song. But this week, Christina Aguilera is on the cover of Smash Hits. Very funny to me because the headline is Christina, colon, I'm just a normal girl like you. Meanwhile, in this picture, Christina looks somewhere between the love child of the Evanescence girly and Rachel Lester from The X Factor. It was good, wasn't it? Let's face it. No. So not quite. Not really giving normal girl, more giving goth who dances under a bridge but that was the look and Ex dina did well with it and gave us fighter so we have to love her but we can't talk about christina yet because we have to discuss this week's number 20 so this is it mr reds and dj scribbles everybody come on say we have to discuss it but i have literally nothing to say about it so we're going to move straight on to number 19 busted you said no Baby,
1: give me somebody just like me. don't turn me down i've got no car i got no money i
0: down from 14 in its fifth week there busted with you said no in this week's smash hits busted are the subject of the my favorite column in smash hits the you can run but you can't hide segment a few weeks ago we heard kim marsh get asked questions like why were you such a miserable cow in hearsay and who does your hair the local council absolutely savage for kim marsh but busted get a much easier ride it has to be said i don't know what that says about casual sexism in the two thousands or the fact that, as we've previously discussed, Smash hits his horny on main for busted at the moment. But certainly they get nothing as savage as Kim Marsh did. About as savage as it gets is this question from Hanan Al in Newcastle, who asks, Charlie, did you know your eyebrows look like mini Kit Kats? Charlie answers, hm, no, I didn't actually. I prefer Tobler in any way. Do I think I beat Liam Gallagher in the eyebrow stakes? I'll have to leave that for you to decide. The prize? Have a tasty Kit Kat. Well wow. Give us nothing, Charlie. This is how unsavage that is. That actually, even in the last Smash Hits, they were ruder about Charlie's eyebrows. In the letters page, someone called them leeches in a great turn of phrase. So you can't run, you can't hide. You need to give more to Busted. Though there is one ray of light in this pretty uh, run-of-the-mill version of you can't run, you can't hide. Someone asked a question that I've been begging to ask for decades. Well, two decades now. So this is from Alfie Trendle in South Shields. The lyrics to Year 3000 make no sense at all. Do you realise your great-great-great-granddaughter will be dead by then? Exactly, Alfie. Let's see what these cowards have to say about this accusation. So this is James. It's about my neighbour's time machine and he's much younger. Plus you can get vitamin pills to increase life expectancy. No, not sufficient answer, James. The court finds you guilty of bad lyricry. Before we move on though from You Can Run But You Can't Hide's busted interview, we have to mention one unintentionally hilarious answer that charlie gives so there's a running joke in smash hits that charlie is the poshest man in pop because he went to a prestigious public school i think and so someone asked him charlie was being at a public school a bit like being in a harry potter film that was jenny friedman from aberdeen and he said yeah but there was no magic we did stupid stuff like getting up at 3 a.m and running to the chapel naked Okay, that's pretty ordinary. But hold on to your knickers girls, as Victoria Beckham might say. Hold on
1: to your knickers
0: girls! For this next line. All of my friends were fags. Fagging's wicked, man. It means doing duties. I bet it does, honey. By the way, I agree. Fagging is wicked. But I must explain in Charlie's defence that fagging in this context is when a public school pupil is kind of a slave to an older pupil and does minor chores for them which actually now I think about it actually sounds even more gay than just saying all my friends were fags charlie simpson fagging away there and unfortunately at number 18 there is absolutely no fagging at all because this may be the straightest song ever made right the straightest song ever made is all about loving you by bon jovi down from nine there amazingly this is bon jovi's 31st uk top 40 so definitely a band with sticking power and number 17 meanwhile is the complete opposite of that someone who is trying to live up to their their debut and basically destroying their career in the process so a new entry for sonique with can't make up my mind Smash Hits has a review for Can't Make Up My Mind by Soneek. Caption is, New hair, same sound. Remember the bald DJ who sang It Feels So Good? Well, this is her, but she's grown her barnet, which seems to be the only thing that's changed, because this sounds exactly like her last few hits. The familiar high-energy dance beat and electronic effects are all here. Not bad then, but not amazing. That from the Smash Hits reviewer Serena Lacey, fast becoming my favourite of these Smash Hits reviewers. She gave it three electric guitars out of five. Last Smash Hits was three fab isolies out of five, so good to see they're changing it up. I think that review actually is kind of being kind to Soneek. Maybe Smash Hits has a similar policy to a certain magazine that I won't name that is now stopping their writers from delivering two-star and one-star reviews. So back to Can't Make Up My Mind, rather than uh, spreading media rumours. The problem with this song, I think, is that actually Serena says that it has a familiar high-energy dance beat, but I think this dance beat is really not actually high-energy enough at all. Compare it to, like, her song Sky, which is my favourite, or It Feels So Good. Ooh, the sound, so this song is dull. I'm saying that, though. It is still a shame that the album that this is from by Sonique, Born To Be Free, only made it to 142 in the album charts, which is absolutely brutal. Maybe it seems that Sanique was kind of the anti-Samson. Those of you who are not up with your Bible, Samson being the guy who lost all of his power when he had his hair cut, I think Sanique grew her hair and seemed to have lost her power. So I do feel sorry for her. But saying that, I still did laugh at the Wikipedia page for Can't Make Up My Mind, which mentions out of nowhere that the song did get to number 55 on the Romanian charts. So whichever Romanian Sanique stan ne- needed the world to know that, I salute you. You're my kind of person. And I also sal- salute DMX and Good Charlotte, who are at number 16 and number 15 on this week's chart.
1: Yeah, I am life, so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I'll break who you sending me. You one never wanted nothing but your life saved. Demo, that's for the light day I'm getting down said freeze, won't be the one ending up on his knees, please, if the only thing you can't say was came out to play, stay out my way, Motherfucker's first we gonna rock, then we gonna roll, then we let it pop, don't no, let it go, ex gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya, ex gon' give it to ya, his type of girl always comes with a B, head out, there's nothing.
0: These rappers and these pop pop bands are all very well but the true chart fans know the true artists that we all support as chart fans are the middle tier pop girlies. And so at number 14 if we there was going to be a Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band style montage of people for the 2000s chart show, this woman would definitely be on it. So let's listen to at number 14 lately by lisa scott lee and everybody out there wish her a hearty yas lisa Lisa Scott Lee gets a shout out in this week's Smash Hits in the How Embarrassing section in which celebrities share embarrassing moments that they had. This is Lisa Scott Lee's boob tube story, as she calls it. I hate getting tan lines, so I fold my bikini top as small as I possibly can without showing things I shouldn't. I don't know if that's her editors because of the Smash Hits font that is in brackets suggesting that she said it. Or if it's in square brackets suggesting an editor has changed it from her saying without getting my tits out, which she couldn't say in Smash Hits, to the more appropriate without showing things I shouldn't. Great mystery. Anyway, once when I was sunbathing, my top slipped right off. It wouldn't have been so bad, but right at that moment, a young fan shouted, aren't you that girl from Steps? And everyone turned round. That's right. They turned round and there were two massive tits there. And then the girl said, no, not you, h and Lee. I'm talking about Lisa Scott Lee's breasts. <laughs> my joke there, not <laughs> not smash it. I realise I should explain why we have to wish a hearty gas Lisa to Lisa. This is a joke between my friendship group. In a band, there is always the member who is what we call the other one. So the it, basically, it's the member of the band who, if you have to name them, are always the one that you have to aim last because you forget about them. So in, let's say, take that, the other one is Jason Orange, of course. And in Girls Aloud, it's maybe, probably Kimberly. They are, they of course, who the other one is, is a huge debate. And no none so much with Steps, in which I think that the other one in Steps is either Lee or Lisa. You can debate amongst yourselves which one of those you think is the true other one of Steps, but certainly amongst my friends, Yes Lisa is what you shout at a gig in which, in a moment in which the other one of the band sings a solo. So, for example, if you go see S Club 7 and Tina sings a solo line, you have to shout a hearty, yes, Lisa. And because of that, if you meet a fellow The 2000s Chart Show fan in the wild, the official way of greeting a fellow fan is the phrase, yes, Lisa. I am deciding that now. And we're going to give this a first a try at Mighty Hoopla, when, of course, Lisa Scott Lee is playing. So you can say, yes, Lisa, very loudly. And people will just think you are saying, yes to the fact that lisa is playing but the other listeners in that crowd will know that you are in fact saying yes lisa because you listen to this podcast talking about being part of our own special club that is listening to this podcast here's a song called Club." flawless transition there pop am in New York show to tell you I'm local. we planning
1: to put the rat game in the trunk. I'm full of focus, man. My money on my mind, got a meal out the deal, and I'm still in the grind. I showed you, sister, filling my stash, filling my flow. A girl from Woody, they buy and ready to go. I'm in Bottle full of my mind got what you need.
0: You need the fill of blood. I'm in to habit of sex, i in the making love, so come give me a hug. you in the getting drunk. You can find me in the 50 Cent there. He of mum pushing history into club down from eleven in his eleventh week real staying power that song mainly because it it took eleven weeks for all of us to understand what he was saying it took eleven weeks for us to learn that he wasn't in fact saying you'll find me in the club butthole full of bud but was in fact of course saying you'll find me in the club bottle full of bub short for bubbly not bud look back to a previous episode for all of the hilarious things that people thought the lyrics to in the club were because 50 Cent is a famous mumbler. Number 12 now. I realised last week that Bangla Knights versus Hussan is at number 11 and I realised last week we skipped right over Bangla Knights versus Hussan when they were number 10. What can I tell you? I was just so excited to get to Lisa Scott Lee. I was blind with Lisa Scott Lee madness I'm sure it's an affliction that all of us have had so just mentioning now Husan versus Bangra Knights who are at number 12 perhaps the reason why I forgot to mention them last week it was kind of me self cancelling myself because Bangra Knights versus Husan of course is four white guys doing a bangra song it was fine at the time maybe that's the uh, new slogan of this podcast uh, the 2000s chart show colon it was fine at the time Here is what the song that was fine at the time sounded like. And for balance, here's an actual Asian person doing a Bangva song, which is actually much better. (laughs) So that was, of course... Song Mundian Tibaki from an actual Asian musician that's Punjabi MC, very much Bangra Nights trying to jump onto that trend a little bit too late. They very much are the scooch of Bangra tracks, doing a thing that all of us like, but about two years after we liked it, Mundian Tibaki, which I'm butchering, I'm sure, and apologize for that means beware of the boys and as good charlotte know you can't talk about boys without talking about girls so what choice do we have but to go on to number 10 the cheeky girls take your shoes off Cheeky Girls, take your shoes off in its third week, down from number seven. There is an irony in this week's chart that, of course, Cheeky Girls are a Romanian duo. As Popstar's arrival viewers will know, they are from actual Transylvania, the home of Dracula. And yet, unlike Sineke, who famously, I say famously, but that's in inverted commas, charted in Romania at number 55 with her single this week, it doesn't seem that... The actual Romanian cheeky girls is Take Your Shoes Off did chart in Romania, unlike their debut, which made, got it all the way to number 42 on the Romanian top 100. But that is just the tip of the iceberg about fascinating cheeky girls stories this week. I read an article from The Sun, which was their kind of big profile of their return to music. I think that was last year. There is actually a story in this big profile piece linked directly to Take Your Shoes Off So I'll read you from the Sun piece, and this is written by Katie Doherty. Doing the Lord's work there, Katie. The girls did turn to boob jobs after their record label hired a body double for the video of their 2003 single, Take Your Shoes Off. But because of their skinny frames, their bodies rejected the implants and both needed multiple surgeries to fix them. Monica says, we looked okay dressed up, but if I would have taken my clothes off, you'll be like, what the heck? Why are they facing in different directions? Despite the girls forking out a hundred thousand pounds between them for the surgery, I don't know why everything the cheeky girls when we talk about the cheeky girls, everything has to be a price between them, like they have a shared bank account. Despite them the girls forking out a hundred thousand pounds between them for the surgery, they've never regretted it. Monica says, I'm glad I had the boob job. Honestly, if you didn't see me before, what you saw in front was what was in the back as well. Brilliant. I like these I like these girls a lot, I have to say. that we shall and we shall give more stories from this great cheeky girl's profile as this song continues its run in the charts. But now, from one legendary duo to another, Craig David and Sting are at number nine. by all the pretty girls I see
1: I'm beginning to lose my integrity. Sometimes in life you feel the fight is over Over seems as though the ride is on the ball.
0: Craig David went to great lengths to tell everyone that this song was definitely not about him taking drugs. So, this is from an interview at the time. A lot of people, when they first heard it, will say, I can't believe it, Craig. You're saying you got caught up in the drugs. I'm just waiting for that to hit. But no, the song is only autobiographical in the Rise lyric, not the full part. A very brave thing to say when Craig David's career at this point is about to take a, a kind of noticeable nosedive. But for the record, it still seems that Craig David has never done drugs. He told BuzzFeed in 2015, I've never taken drugs, which honestly, good for him. It's, that's probably why he's still a normal, well-adjusted guy. I say good for him, but kind of bad for us because I can't really talk about it anymore. So we're going to have to go on to number nine, Tom Craft with a loneliness.
1: And loneliness
0: number one there tom craft with loneliness with that at number nine that leaves us with eight songs on the chart from 20 years ago that's four new entries and four holdovers from last week one of those of course being our cursed number one which we are not discussing so we can move straight on to the song that should have been number one last week girls allowed with no good advice currently we are in the press cycle in this is in 2023 by the way For the Sound of the Underground 20th anniversary. And it is about damn time, I don't know who to address this to, but whoever it is, that we get the B side to No Good Advice on around onto streaming services because it is totally underrated, even among Girls Aloud fans, as a B side. And it it needs the respect it deserves. So get on that, whichever faceless corporation is in charge of the Girls Aloud masters. Like a also in a for on the top 10 last week is big brothers with favorite things and a former us number one sean paul's get busy so they are the songs carrying over from last week and this week in alphabetical order we have four new entries first of those is justin timberlake him of the trouser snake and the absolutely massive light bill he is trying to get to the top of the uk charts with rock your body last week it just missed the top 40 on an american import version but now the uk release is here and he is trying to beat his last two songs that both got to number two obviously we know he doesn't do that because of a certain curse number one but can he match his number two position here To get to number two, Justin Timberlake is going to have to be Love Inc., who are hoping to make their stamp on the chart for the first time since their song "You're a Superstar" made it to number seven in two thousand. Yeah, that's right, "You're a Superstar." Remember that. Oh, and by the way, in case you were wondering, when I said "stamped" on the chart, that was a pun on the fact that their name is Love Inc. because you stamping ink. Anyway, so (laughs) pause for laughter there great and also trying to get a good position on this week's chart is the Stereophonics with their song Madam Helga a song that sounds like it's about a dominatrix but spoiler alert it isn't it's much more boring than that and of course Tattoo my favorite fake Russian lesbian band with Not Gonna Get Us that's an amazing song and I really hope it does well let's see first who is at number seven by Love Inc. at number 7. It's worth looking up. Love Inc. not only to favourite You're a Superstar on Spotify because that's a great song but also to look at the hilarious picture that Love Inc. have for their, their singles. A photo that's really giving your one friend who hates dressing up. So the guy in the middle kind of looks like Bono. He's got the big Bono glasses and this kind of Ali G goatee as well as a long hair that he's tied up into two buns on either side of his head so he's and he's also wearing a leather coat so he's really giving the woman on the left is kind of giving a kind of hindu rave vibe she's got very bold lipstick and a bindi kind of strong look you can see her like dancing to some new age stuff in ibiza at the time future sam here i neglected to mention the very important fact that she's also painted blue and then there's the other guy in a beige jacket and a pair of yellow sunglasses, really uh, letting the side down there on love Inc. I think those two might be the love, and he's the ink. You know, he's the corporate side, whereas they're the uh, the crazy ravers. But together they have created a number seven hit with broken bones. I can say what I want because you know sticks and stones will lead to broken bones, but my words will never hurt them. Especially, I hope the guy who looks like Matrix Bono. I want to meet him and uh, talk about. German techno with him at some point. So hopefully that becomes a reality after we move on to number six and find out which one of the remaining new entries has not made it into the top five.
1: Starting from here, let's make a promise You and me, let's just be honest We're gonna run Nothing can stop us Even the night that falls over.
0: Not Going to Get Us There by Tattoo at number seven. Not able to match the huge number one success of All the Things She Said. That's understandable. No shade to Not Going to Get Us, which I think is a good track. All the Things She Said, one of the best songs of the decade. And also that incredible video of them dressed as schoolgirls, dancing in the rain and snogging. The more you read about Tattoo, the more that that video is problematic. I think for a lot of us, it was a kind of queer awakening, kind of being like, oh shit, like... Two people of the same sex can kind of uh, can kiss it's kind of can be shocking and sexy but the band was very much not aimed at us queer kids who are the fact that we enjoyed that was very secondary to the point which was basically to pick up on the fact that straight men had a kind of titillation for lesbians in school uniforms apparently i'm not sure what kind of odd focus group they did to find that out but certainly they found out they did i guess this is a time in which you know internet porn wasn't as readily available so watching the tattoo video may have been the on MTV may have been the best way for uh, straight guys to do what straight guys do kind of disgusting and the tattoo story i really think one thing i would love to do if this podcast takes off is do a kind of four part mini series about the story of tattoo such a fascinating tale of music industry manipulation and russian politics and homophobia and Electropop, all of the good things so as we go across the next few episodes and we listen to not going to get us we're going to get more and more into that story which is fascinating it's just so perfect that one of them is now very gay rights friendly and one of them is a homophobe just you couldn't write it even though i will obviously write it as we go along in the next lot of episodes but first this week's number six Another song that has not made it into the top five this week. What is it? You're going to find out right now
1: it's all good just turn me on yeah close with it don't get agitated yeah go and rotate car anything you want you know you must get it coming in my mid channel is
0: the tension yeah run the program just go and fit it yo have a good time girl free up on your mind kind of what the kid is your man won't let it car you are the number one girl wave your hand made them see the wedding band yo sexy ladies want power with us you know the car with us them now with us you
1: know the club them want flex with us
0: Sean Paul with Get Busy There, down from four last week in its second week. You may be wondering there, I wonder what is Sean Paul getting busy with? Because as we said last week, he is adamant that that song is definitely not about drugs. So he was definitely not getting busy smoking the reefer or planting the devil's lettuce or whatever other old-fashioned euphemism for smoking weed you like. What Sean Paul was actually getting busy with in this time was water polo. Yeah. This is not a joke. This, Sean Paul comes from an illustrious water polo family. Yeah, I, yeah, no, you, I, you're you probably like, yeah, yeah, funny joke. But it's true. So his grandfather was the fir- on the first ever Sri Lanka men's national water polo team. Although on Wikipedia, that does have citation needed. So take that with a pinch of salt. If there's any water polo fans out there, be sure to find a citation for that. His father, Sean Paul's father, also played water polo. For the team in the 1960s and competed in long-distance swimming while paul's mother was a butterfly swimmer she swam the butterfly i assume rather than she was a butterfly who swam that would be an interesting crossbreeding paul played that's odd there the wikipedia choosing to refer to sean paul as if paul is his surname which it actually isn't his full name is sean paul ryan francis henriquez puzzling choice by wikipedia there but never mind we continue Paul played for the the national water polo team from the ages of 13 to 21 when he gave up the sport in order to launch his musical career and at this point in the chart 2003 Sean Paul was 30 so he'd spent a whole decade launching his musical career you kind of think of him as like someone who became kind of very famous very quickly but no it took a whole decade for Sean Paul to become Sean Paul and i wonder if he misses the water another weird tidbit the Sean Paul Wikipedia is full of fascinating information. When Paul was 15, his father was arrested on charges of manslaughter and sentenced to 15 years in prison. He was released for good behaviour when Paul was 19. So he was uh, getting busy too, I think. Fascinating stuff. I hope that there's we're going to dive more into Sean Paul's water polo career. So Sean Paul, water polo playing, dance hall legend at number six. And that takes us into the top five. Still to come are... Stereophonics, Big Brothers, Girls Allowed, Justin Timberlake. Not in that order, I should know Which one of them is at the number five spot? It's last week's number two. It's Girls Allowed, and they still don't need no good advice. <laughs> Now, I'd like to take you back to 20 years ago and give you a thought experiment. Imagine you are on the Smash Hits editorial team in 2003. I know, too much to dream, but I am asking you to do it. Girls Aloud are trying to publicise their single, No Good Advice. What sort of story would you give them in the episodes of Smash Hits? Yeah, that's right. Of course, Smash Hits gave Girls Aloud an advice column because they may need No Good Advice, but they can give good advice to others. So this week, Smash Hits 20 years ago saw the debut of Dear Girls Aloud, in which Cheryl, Nadine, Sarah, Nicola, and the other one, no, that's a joke, Kimberly fans, just kidding, gave advice to the young readers of Smash Hits. Smash Hits really hedging their bets in this week. Obviously now we know that Girls Aloud were the ultimate winners of pop stars, the rivals in terms of career longevity, but smash hits are not willing to take that risk yet. So in the issue 20 years ago, it literally goes, Javine interview, Javine, if you don't know, was the last member of the talent show to not get into Girls Aloud. So then there's then it's Deal Girls Aloud, and then it's a feature of One True Voice shooting their Shakespeare's Way With Words video. So it really is a pop stars palooza but let's focus for now on Dear Girls Aloud, because you're obviously wondering, what sort of advice did Girls allowed have to give the young girls of 2003? So this is from Melinda in Reading. Dear Girls allowed, this girl in my form keeps copying my homework. When I tell her to stop, she starts bullying me. It's a nightmare. What should I do? Cheryl was on hand to give her some advice. She said, why aye? mate? Yeah, no, not so good at the accent. That's She didn't actually say that. That's really mean. You must talk to somebody about it. If you feel brave, talk to this girl and tell her she can copy you all she likes, but she'll mess up her exams if she carries on. And if all else fails, you can beat her up in the toilets. Now, <laughs> I'll make it very clear, she didn't actually say that. That was an unkind joke about uh, a famous tabloid story about Cheryl Tweedy, as she was then, from the time, which you can Google if you can't remember it. Nadine, meanwhile, said, Look, Noe here, Noe. I've always spoken my mind. I'd put her straight. Yeah, that was, that was maybe better than the Geordie, but still not amazing. I always did my own thing, even at school. It meant I wasn't popular with everyone. But in the end, friends came to me. And by friends, she meant the gays, because we love you, Nadine Coyle, and your fleur and your passport. Forever a place in Naughty's iconic history, right up there with Taran Manning. In general, though, this Dear Girls Aloud piece the advice section is actually kind of the most boring part about it because there's two brilliant details in the sidebars of the article. One of them, there is a a box given to the news that Girls Aloud have just updated their website. What is a bigger insight into what 2003 was like than the fact that someone had updated a website was worthy of a news bulletin in the magazine? Incredible scenes. They probably just added a, like, a new screensaver you could download which was the talk of the week on the internet, probably. And secondly, and I posted this on Twitter last week, so some of you may have seen it, but it has a get-the-look section for Nadine, in which you can steal Nadine's style. It has a picture of Nadine and then similar clothes that you can buy from the high street to look like her. You know, it's a classic magazine section, except the outfit that Nadine is wearing is the least notable outfit that anyone has ever worn. She's literally wearing, like, a like 10 pound pink top and a pair of denim cut-off shorts. The thing about a get her style section smash hits is that the picture you choose has to have style. Uh this is just the kind of outfit you would wear to work if it was a bit hot. It's the it's the kind of outfit that you would wear of just for just a casual day of looking for your passport. You know the type. What a woman love Nadine Coyle. Why don't you go to work? Great song. But what isn't great is that Girls Aloud's No Good Advice. One of their best singles has been beaten in the charts by this number four. I mentioned earlier that there was maybe a Welsh band more boring than Feeder in this chart, and we're finally there. The Stereophonics with Madame Helga. Stereophonics they're doing their best primal scream impression and not really pulling it off it's from the album You Got to Go There to Come Back and I don't want to be rude to any Stereophonics fans who are out there somewhere but I would prefer if they just go there and maybe not come back how about that Stereophonics just think about it Anyway, this song, Madam Helga, is about a woman called Helga, can you believe it, who owns a thing called Helga's Folly, which is a luxury boutique hotel in Sri Lanka that Stereophonics stayed at. So relatable, that song. Oh, yeah. No, it's actually just a song I've written about a luxury hotel that I went to. No big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all have have a song about a Sri Lankan luxury boutique hotel, you know. Every rock star has to write one, so I'm glad that Stereophonics finally did it. I looked up this Luxury hotel, Helga's Folly, that he stayed at. This is another funny Wikipedia page. Just the notice the sudden drop in quality of the caliber of celebrity as we go along here. So it's talking about notable guests who have stayed at Helga's Folly. And it says Gregory Peck, Peter Finch, William Holden. So that's, I think, three Oscar winning actors to start off with. So pretty A star stuff. Mahatma Gandhi, remember him? Vivian Lee, another Oscar winning icon, Gone with the Wind. Lance Olivier, Jawaharlal Nehru, who was the Prime Minister of India, and Kelly Jones of the Stereophonics. One of these isn't like the others. So, that's very funny. Hilarious jumping quality there, from the Prime Minister of India to the guy who sang Handbags and Gladrags. When
1: they have finally stripped you off. The handbags and the gladrags That's your grand
0: so know the other raspy voice guy who sang Had and Glad Rags. Side note, a glad rag is definitely something you use to wipe up cum. That actually, weirdly, does set us up quite well for our next track because handbags although not glad rags let's be clear is definitely something that the artist who sang this song may have asked for in the lyrics does that make sense it will when you listen
1: a girl her oh that's
0: what you like nice type of life platinum and nice black diamond night well that's a right you looking right ass kind of tight i will spend the night oh with a g oh we could be right Fantasies. I make it real, so what the deal,
1: girl? Turn ready to shine. Buy feel. me diamonds and rubies, I'm crazy about them, <laughs> Gucci dresses and drop top compresses. Why me and Zyme bring those platinum rings?
0: Matty from Busted and Orlando Blue, Whom. Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, too. Who? Justin Timberlake and all the blue guys. These are a few of our favorite boys. Spencer EastEnders and the England team. Spikey and Gareth are all that we need. Darius, Danesh and Ryan Philippi All of these boys we add to our heap. David Sneddon, Ashton Kutcher, Shane Fieland too. Whenever we think of our favourite boys, we no longer feel so blue. That song is from the Smash Hits Letters page. From Rachel, Becker, and Lauren from Essex. Me and my friends have rewritten the song Favourite Things by Big Brothers to talk about our favourite boys. Wonderful stuff there from Rachel, Becker, and Lauren. Definitely better than the ChatGBT version we got last week, which saw ChatGBT update favourite things with modern things like sat navs. Again, our favourite Smash Hits writer Serena Lacey writes Nice work, girls. Now hop off and meet some boys in the flesh. Hopefully they won't be weirdo wizards like Harry Potter, about to get married like Shane Westlife, or have hairy little goblin feet like the poor Lord of the Rings boys. Yeah, Serena Lacey calling out Harry Potter years before everyone else came for J.K. Rowling. What an icon. Big Brothers there at number three in their third week on the chart. They were also at number three last week, so I can't remember whether I bought the single this week, 20 years ago, or the week before, but certainly one of those sales keeping them at number three was me. You're welcome, Big Brothers. But one song I definitely didn't buy because I think it's the worst of this guy's early singles, even though it was absolutely everywhere if you watched as much MTV hits as I did. If you've kept a track on what we mentioned was coming up, you will know that this week's number two is Rock Your Body by Justin Timberlake. My head. Just me, who found the lyric, "Bet I'll have you naked by the end of this song disgusting. I think I found it disgusting at the time, and I've just it's got grosser by the week, because it gives you the idea that he's in the bedroom with this girl like singing to her, and he says, "Bet I'll have you naked by the end of the song." Also at that point, it's like three minutes in. It's like, what have you been doing beforehand? Just singing at her and like fiddling with her bra? Not nice. I will say I do like the video for this song with all the light bulbs. Amazingly directed by Francis Lawrence, who went on to direct three different Hunger Games films. So I wonder what he considers his crowning achievement. I know which one I prefer. In fact, before he was doing Hunger Games films, he had he was a pretty prolific music video director, responsible for some classics. He did waiting for tonight by jennifer lopez the music video that famously invented the color green there was no green before that in the world that's actually that is true that's a fact 2000 he did the melanie c and lisa left eye lopes song never be the same again the one where they're kind of i think walking on the ceiling and she's like on a treadmill or something fun fact about that that is the first song i ever watched when we got digital in my house for the first time in 2000 and i went obviously straight to mtv that was the song that was playing And also, Mel C was the first ever gig I went to in 2001. So big, he's a fundamental part of my life there from Francis Lawrence. He also did the 2000s double bill of Independent Woman Part One by Destiny's Child and I'm Like a Bird by Nelly Furtado. Two absolute classic songs there. He did the I'm a Slave for You video and the Whenever Wherever video in in 2001. So big fan of his work. The Just Like a Pill video, the Skater Boy video, the Jenny from a Block video. The famous video where she talks about how real she is while wearing more jewels than you'll ever own in your life. He won the MTV Europe Music Award for What You're Waiting For by Gwen Stefani. I think one of the best videos of the decade. So yeah, just before he started doing the Hunger Games Film T director, the Bad Romance video. So what a guy, Francis Lawrence. I don't think we can say the same what a guy to Justin Timberlake. Of course, this is a Britney Stan podcast. And so Justin Timberlake's generally icky behaviour around Britney makes him not the good. Although I am not the kind of Britney fan who can't admit that Cry Me a River and Like I Love You are great songs, as is Sexy Back. But not Rock Your Body. In case you're trying to place where Justin was in 2003 when he had this number two single, he's just about to head on to a split tour with Christina Aguilera, the Justified Strip tour. Sounds like a fun night out. He's six months away from doing the Super Bowl halftime show in which he famously got away scot-free while the entire American media decided to try and cancel Janet Jackson. Not a proud moment of media there. It's just a year after breaking up with Britney Spears in March 2002. He's moved on to another famous blonde by this point because in April 2003, he started dating Cameron Diaz just before. And this is the first time I've ever heard this. This is from the Wikipedia being briefly linked to singer Emma Bunton. Good for her. I get, no, good for him actually, because she performed the song Maybe, which is again another of the best songs of the decade, maybe one of my favourite songs of all time. So good for him. So going back to Crimea River, I realise that a lot of people now do not like that song because it was kind of seen as a betrayal of Britney. I can understand that, but it is a good song and also. I don't know if anyone out there knows this, but the song Sweet Dreams My LAX by Rachel Stevens was actually written for Britney as a reply song to Cry Me A River. So I guess we do have Justin Timberlake to thank for Rachel Stevens's best song there. Though I don't want to end this podcast on a congratulations of Justin Timberlake. So I guess we will say congratulations to Rachel Stevens for being the true winner of all of this, as she is the true winner in my heart of nearly every situation and moment. And that brings us to the end of another UK Top 40 chart. Some good stuff there. Certainly less bad metal like there was last week. And we are heading into the summer, which means we're about to get some massive songs of the summer coming up. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, please follow us on our social medias, in which we have a new social media this week. We are now on Instagram at The 2000s Chart Show. It's been a long time since I've used Instagram, so I've kind of forgotten how it works. So if anyone wants to follow us and give us some pointers, that would be much appreciated. You can still follow us at Twitter at 2000sChartShow. There's no the there because of character limits. Thanks for that, Elon. You can also follow the links on our Twitter for our Spotify playlists. We are doing weekly charts, so you can play along all of the songs in full that we play, all of the ones that are available on Spotify of course, and also we're going to be starting a best of the show so far playlist featuring the best songs from the last four weeks now and continuing as we go along with the best songs, so if you need a naughty's party playlist as you're getting ready for festival season, that's the place to look. You can also email us if you've got any recollections of the 2000s for us to share on the show, that is at the 2000s chart show at gmail.com for that. Let's make a fan community of celebrating these great naughties charts. But until then, I've been Samuel Spencer, and let's round off with just a little bit more of tattoo with Not Gonna Get Us. Have a great week.